and welcome to A Bookshelf Binge. I'm your host, Jessica, and I hope you had a wonderful holiday season. I hope that if you celebrate something, you got to celebrate that. I hope you got to see loved ones, whether that's family or friends or a significant other. I hope you took some time off and had a wonderful and relaxing December, that you became one with your couch and just didn't think about work or didn't think about stress or didn't think about COVID. I hope that you had a really great time. I know COVID got in the way of a lot of things, but hopefully that didn't stop you from doing too many things, from seeing the people you wanted to see. And if it did, I am so incredibly sorry that the world can't get its shit together for you. I thought that I'd do something a little different. I didn't originally intend to release an episode this week, but the more I thought about it, the more I planned for 2022, I really thought back on some fun scenes from different episodes that I loved, some scenes that I had to cut that were hysterical because of timing and relevance. And so I thought I'd put together a little, almost like a blooper reel. I thought it'd be fun to relive some of my favorite moments, to release some of these really funny moments, which is mostly just my friends giving me a solid amount of crap. And I hope you enjoy it. So from my family to yours, I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and you enjoy these scenes. Okay, this first little clip is something that I think is just so heartwarming from my interview with Scarlett St. Clair. I didn't cut much from that interview. It was just so perfect without cutting anything. And because I didn't cut anything, it was a longer episode. But this little clip just like really warmed my heart. And I think really just sets the tone for who Scarlett is as a person and just like how she's a wonderful human. I cannot say enough how much I loved this interview with her. I think she's hysterical and so nice. And I just love her infinitely. That's such a fun trajectory. <laughs> I know. It's, I did. And I remember the first email I got about this woman emailed me and she said that she had decided to, she had been kind of, I guess, going through kind of a divorce and she had been holding on for a really long time. And then she read my book and decided that day she was going to end, she was moving on. And I thought, so you've done it. You've changed a life. Oh my God. That's awesome. That's really cool. That's amazing. Like, I feel like I can just end this here. Like, that's... <laughs> the end. Well, I always say, you know, I, I think with romance, it's you, um, there's so, so much societal bullshit, really, around romance and how people think that it's not real literature. And, and so I sort of was raised to think that I couldn't change the world writing romance, but you sure can. And... Um, I just, I think that there's a lot of power in romance, especially for women. And that's probably why we try to, society tries to make fun of it all the time. Cause we, we always try to shut down things that empower women. Romance is one of them, even though it's, it's a billion dollar <laughs> industry. Um, so they can keep their criticism. They can shove it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so in love with Scarlett as a person. 
I think she's so funny and so genuine. And I'm just so happy I could have her on the podcast. I slide into her DMs often because she's just like the nicest person. And she always responds. And it's just adorable. And I just, I need her to be my best friend. (laughs) But this next clip is hysterical. So to lead in, this is the conversation I had with my friend Casey when we discussed the young adult genre. And Casey and I have a lot of conversations about my toxic reading habits and how she's always disappointed in me when I spoil books for myself. And so we were discussing and we were discussing the Serpent and Dove series. And that led to this so funny conversation. Yes. Um, get through it because Gods and Monsters was pretty good. I um, <laughs> Blood and Honey was a struggle, but it was worth it to get through it to read the last one. Mm. I read the epilogue of Gods and Monsters. <laughs> Casey hates me. <laughs> I just rolled my eyes so hard into the back of my head. Oh Casey, my God. Casey and I have fights sometimes. <laughs> I like text her and I'm like, so I did this. And she's like, why the fuck did you do this? <laughs> I actually, like, I kind of have, like, some tears in my eyes because I'm so upset about you doing that. Oh, my God. Why would you do that? I wanted to know how it ended. It's not preventing me from reading these books. Okay, look, I just got so upset about this. Okay. Um, For those of you who have read Gods and Monsters, you know that epilogue was, like, everything. And for Jessica to just read it without even finishing Blood and Honey, because it spoils the end of Blood and Honey as well. I just. I read the ending of Blood and Honey too. <laughs> why are you this way? <laughs> like, why? why? I have tears. <laughs> you literally choose violence. Like, why do you do that? that's not even fun (laughs) I guess it is for you Uh, okay do your thing books causing a lot of anxiety (laughs) I'm like shocked and confused like I knew that you had some crazy reading habits but this this one hit a little deeper for some reason I have a reel that's like (laughs) my toxic trait is like finishing the end or like reading the ends of books when I'm only like a quarter of the way into the book. (laughs) So you read the epilogue from start to finish. Yes. Like not even like the last like page, just like from start to finish. Yeah. And you're still interested in reading the book. Yes. (sighs) Okay. I texted multiple people that I did this. And I was like, it's beautiful. <laughs> like, it's like everything. And they're like, why are you like, it came out today, Jessica. What are you doing? I am at a loss for words. Um, I'm, I'm baffled by this. <laughs> anyway, I feel real. like, I feel like this is a conversation for another day. I feel like we <laughs> need to have an intervention with you. Like 
me and bookish baddie are going to come on here and we're just going to yell at you that's fair (laughs) you know what though as long as you don't ruin it for other people whatever do what you need to do yeah i (laughs) i slid into jess's dms and i was like it's beautiful like you'll love it and she was like, why do you do the things that you do? And then I slid into the new adult book clubs DMs and she's like, how does it end? <laughs> like, you gotta know who to turn to in these moments. There's another podcast that I listen to, not really so much anymore. What are they called? Uh, hold on. Okay, there's a podcast that I listen to not very regularly, but when I want like a funny breakdown of a book that I enjoyed, especially like a spicy book that I enjoyed, because I love hearing them like talk about it and rate the spicy scenes called the two book bitches. And um, they purposely spoil books for themselves before they read it. They will spoil books and they're like, yeah, this is just what we do. And I'm like, (laughs) you guys would be good friends. (laughs) Wait. We would really get along on the toxic trait scale. <laughs> it's just baffling to me. I don't know if I would continue reading if I knew the ending, especially if it was something that was like sad or, okay, for example, reading the ending of Crown of Midnight. <laughs> How could you even keep going? Okay, so... And I don't want to spoil that because that that's, is a series people are right? always reading. But I'm just saying, if you read the ending of that first, how could you even bother reading the book? I definitely did. Like, I can't even like sit here and pretend that I did it. I definitely did. <laughs> You've <laughs> probably be been doing that. this since you were like 12. Just this evil trait is just carried yeah. on into your life. Yeah. Um, to be fair though, it's epic, but also predictable. I'll cut this part out. I knew. Like, no, there ma'am. are so many, like, little hints. Sure, but hindsight is twenty twenty, <laughs> And it's easy to say that it was predictable after you know all of it and you've read it multiple times. There's, I, the hints, there's obviously hints of her identity, but, like, you don't know what those hints mean. That's valid. Like you're like, okay, she's obviously hiding something, but you never know what it is. And now of course you're like, oh, I knew it, but I just don't believe you. <laughs> That's valid. <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of which, um, on my reread, I only have Kingdom of Ash left. So I read all of them except Assassin's Blade because I don't feel like I needed to reread it. And I just need to figure out when I'm going to read the massive finale, but it's massive. I don't think there's anything wrong with reading the ending of novels. It gives me a certain amount of comfort. You are more than happy to slide into my DMs and my comments to tell me I'm crazy, though. I fully accept that responsibility. But it's really funny because weeks before that conversation, me and the new adult book club, Danielle, and the bookish baddie, Jess, all got together to discuss From Blood and Ash. That episode was supposed to come out very early on this season. It was supposed to be like episode two or three. 
And because of some amazing opportunities, the schedule got shifted around a bunch. And so instead of being an episode right before a site came out, it was actually an episode that came out at the very end of the season. And so this conversation happened weeks before the conversation with Casey. And it was cut because I had like two and a half hours of audio from that From Blood and Ash conversation. So a lot of that got cut. But this conversation and the conversation you just heard with Casey are just too perfect to not put together. So enjoy. Oh, I love spoilers. Sometimes Jessica just tells me the end of books. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are crazy. You guys are living on the edge over here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Not to talk. Okay. Not to, not to bleed out from this to a different direction, but Jess comes into my DMs with gods and monsters. And she's like, (laughs) I read the epilogue. I'm crying. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. This is not I'm true. Like, this is categorically five false. Five minutes ago. How did you like, I just read the epilogue. This is categorically <laughs> false. I posted that I read the epilogue. Oh, did I go with your DM? And Jess responded. I'm changing the narrative. No, you came into my Changing it. We text too much for me to like go find the receipts. But... <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna go look. Did you? Did you? I thought you. <laughs> Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if I slid into your DMs. No, it was I was probably... actually be- I was actually believing Jessica because you also DM'd me. About- <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Do you know? Of course, I DM'd you. I I like know the you know what? God's on your side. Failed to load earlier messages. I can't even load it. Oh wait, never mind. God is really on my side right now. <laughs> what? Whoever's hacked your phone is just a big fan of me. <laughs> Does this post even exist anymore? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. An yeah, epilogue of yeah. Gods and Monsters is beautiful. <laughs> Try and tell me that you don't, you're crazy. <laughs> I absolutely slid into your DMs. I was like, do you want to hear what I just did? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. I, I can find that in mine for sure. Yeah. I, but I, I thought it was just because you knew I like spoil. Like, I just want to know the end. <laughs> I, and I told Jess, I was like, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm just going to say the epilogue was beautiful. It's gone. Or either that or we just talk a lot because I can't. <laughs> so I'm not even going to try. Versus anyway, I, either I slide or. into Danielle's DMs and I'm like, want to know what happens? <laughs> And I'm like, yes. The whole point of that was, did you or did you not read the end of the book first? I absolutely read the epilogue. I'm not surprised. I literally bought the Kindle version of the book to figure out how it ends. I get it though. Yeah, that's a whole different series, but I don't I know. I didn't want to go off course, but I had to I had to say that. I understand your reasoning for doing it though. What if it hadn't been good? Okay, what if it hadn't been great? You know what? I would have told us that too. My money, and I'm not going to read it. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. I, I, I want to go on the adventure of being disappointed. <laughs> okay, that's not true. I would still read it, but I would just go lower onto my TBR. Uh, and you never read it, basically. <laughs> yeah, we all know lower on TBR means. <laughs> you- Wait, what happened? What happened? What did I do? 
just a real cut. And me and Jess were both a little scared that we were about to lose you. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought I said something. I was like, I don't know. No, no. and she was like completely Every, like everything like, up, and we were just like. <laughs> I was like, did I accidentally say something really hurtful? <laughs> you have no idea what you said. Oh, yeah, I said everyone know. knows what lower on your TBR means. Yeah, that's really you're never weird. gonna read it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. I posted there are some TBR books on my TBR that are collecting dust. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I have intentions of reading from blood. I haven't read Blood and Honey either, because I read the ending of Blood and Honey and I was grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> This took a. This took. We're a, just chatting like friends now. Let's get back. Yeah, this took a detour. Uh, detour. A detour. Because <laughs> I talk for a job, it's fine. <laughs> We're gonna circle back because I have more thoughts about Serpent Dove series. So we, this can just be another episode. <laughs> In the funniest of moves, bookish baddie Jess went back into her DMs and found it. And proved that I was the one that slid into her DMs to talk about the epilogue. And just, I'm just such a liar. (laughs) But honestly, no one's surprised. (laughs) I would be remiss if I didn't include probably my favorite story an author has shared with me in the entire time I've been doing this podcast. Which admittedly isn't a long time, but I think this will forever be one of my favorite stories. Kate Canterbury and I were talking about characters and character development and how these characters really are fully formed in her head. And they kind of just come to her that way. And she told me this story. So there was one time that my sister and I went to visit a witch. And um we had a friend who told us like, you need to go see this woman. She'll tell you things. And neither of us strongly, we didn't have high expectations going in, but um, we're like, okay, like what else are we going to do today? It's fine. <laughs> we'll do this. And so we go to a witch who's a, like a bona fide witch in Salem, Massachusetts, because like I live here. Like I, one of my books are about Boston, but I, I am about Boston. Like this is like my existence. And so we go to Salem and we see this witch who's at least 70 years old and she's probably wearing 40 pounds of silver. Like she has a flip phone. This lady is not looking me up on Amazon is the point of what I'm getting at. And I sit down and she starts asking me about characters. She's like, so who's will to you? And at first I'm like, okay, there's gotta be a will in my real life. It's fine, whatever. And then she goes, where, who's Matt? I was like, oh shit, this is getting weird. And then she's in this, at this point, I had written like the first four Walsh books, I think. So there were a few more to come. And she starts asking me about a moment that had not happened in real life. And it happened in my head in a book I hadn't written yet. And so like, they are fully formed. They live in my head to the degree that a, a witch can tell me about them and ask me questions about them. And, and I was actually a little bit perturbed by this situation because I did not go there to hear about my characters. I know what's gonna happen to them. <laughs> I don't need this information from her. I needed other information. Um, and so 
they are as fully formed as, as any person in my life is what I gathered from that. Kate is probably like my favorite author of all time. And I don't know why I love the story so much, but I truly am just straight obsessed with it. I don't know if it's just because it proves that there are accurate witches out there, or if it just proves that these characters are so fully formed and I'm like very rightfully obsessed with them, or just because I love that Kate goes to see a witch. (laughs) But this story just like is everything I've ever wanted when I started this podcast and I was like, I'm going to interview authors. It's stories like this that just I love so much and they are so perfect and just overall make me love Kate more as just a human being. This next clip is from my interview with Ava or also known as Kingdom of Mass. She is like the funniest human being and I truly now just slide into her DMs just at the drop of a hat because I want to know her thoughts about everything and I'm obsessed with her and want to be best friends with her. But this story I think is like the funniest thing ever and just kind of encompasses Ava's hilarity and her love of Crescent City and her love of Sarah J Mass and her podcast and just everything. It's just so funny and so perfect. And I had to include it in this. Despite it not being a deleted scene, I just needed to bring it back to the world again. <laughs> Was that your Crescent City copy where Sarah J Mass signed it? so not a stalker I promise quite often I have to like I'm gonna have to like beat people off with broomsticks like I'm used to having Tarquin all to myself but now that Therian is gonna be like a POV character like of course people are gonna fall in love with him and I'm gonna be there like I was the first (laughs) like (laughs) my harem not yours (laughs) my water boy um no I'm just kidding um kind of but yeah so I definitely (laughs) I Steph like offered she went to visit Sarah recently and she was like hey do you want me to get any books signed for you and I was like oh my god yes of course so I sent her with my advanced copy of Crescent City because again I like to say that I did have Therian first because I read Crescent City in December of 2019 because it came out in 2020 so yeah that's right and so I really did read him quite early. So I was like, he's, he's mine. I staked my claim early on. Um, and apparently when Sarah like opened the book to see like my little sticky note of like how I wanted it personalized, she asked Steph, she was like, she can't be serious. She said, Does she actually want me to write that? Um, she did. She did think it was funny, which thank God, like, what would you do if your author like opened it up and saw the personalization was like, that's fucking weird. Like I would literally die. I would have perished on the spot if Steph had said, Sarah thinks you're a weirdo. Like I would have been like, first of all, I don't want Sarah J Mass to know who I am if she thinks I'm a weirdo. Like she can know who I am if she thinks I'm a cool bitch, but not if I'm a weirdo. Like what the heck? 
but fortunately she thought it was okay. So yeah, everything's fine in that area. Um, but it was definitely a moment of like, should I, is this inappropriate? And then I was like, this is a woman who wrote chapter 55. I'm sure she's okay. Like it's going to be okay. Right. How could I not include a clip about a dedication to Tarquin's bitch? <laughs> you can't, you can't not include that in your favorite clips and deleted scenes. It just, that's the rule. <laughs> but Ava is amazing. And if that clip hasn't sold you and you haven't listened to my Kingdom of Mass episode, be sure to do that because I'm obsessed with her. It's like one of the funniest episodes. I'm in love with her. And she was so candid and so sweet. And like I said, I still slide into her DMs and I'm just straight up obsessed. This next clip, though, also comes from the FBA episode. And there's just so many great clips from that episode that had to sit on the cutting room floor, unfortunately. Like, there's an entire scene about Drake and eggs, which I didn't include in here, unfortunately. But, because I lost that clip. But this next episode, or this next clip, is about how Bookstagram tends to spoil things for us. There are slight spoilers, but if you're on Bookstagram, you probably already know all of them. And if you want to skip it, if you don't want to hear about any Cruel Prince spoilers, or you don't want to hear any Akatar spoilers, skip three minutes. It's only a three minute clip. But And I don't begrudge the skipping, or if you stop here. But it's a pretty funny and interesting clip. So you're binging the Akatar series. Because you're doing a buddy read with someone, right? Yeah, one of my my best friends, she hasn't read any of it. So I let her read Akatar because I just refused. And I kind of skimmed some for Reese. And then I'm going to start now with Akamath and go from there. Because I only read them once. So this will be a nice like reread sesh for me. Because now you- I know everything. And it's like hurting 10 times worse to see him so aloof and cold in the beginning. And I'm like, his heart has got to be breaking. Like, I didn't know that before. Now I know, and it hurts to read. <laughs> but yeah, so I am re- rereading all of that with her. Um, good for you. That's a great series to reread. I hope your friend loves them. Oh, she already does. I She's know. already like, Reese is, um, he's actually like, uh, what'd she say? Like, she's liking him now and I was like oh are you like I'm trying not to be like duh bitch (laughs) she was telling me she was so in love with Tamlin and I'm like "Mm, yeah he's great it's fun to listen to people who aren't on bookstagram read the series because I feel like like going in I knew that what was gonna happen I forget that you just read Avatar. I forget that you did this when you first joined. Yeah. So like a year ago, I just read it. I didn't know when I went in. So that was like, but I didn't have the weight. Like some people did, you know, some people really like, I remember somebody wrote, they're like, you have to remember the OGs. Like we loved Tamlin for forever. Yeah. I I never thought of that. Some people are like, we didn't have the like instant, like, oh wait, never mind. We'll just go to this nice, awesome bat boy. Like, they yeah. had, like I don't know how long it was I'd say at least a year right yeah of like fan yeah. art and like theories and like loving him just to like have 
you know, these new, this new generation come in and be like, oh, Reese is the greatest. So yep. it's really funny when people are like, redemption arc and other people are like, yeah. die and burn. Like, it's <laughs> funny. <laughs> I love bookstagram for that reason like you know what to read you get all these recommendations but I hate it because there's very few surprises mm-hmm. you have to be careful you mm-hmm. have to dodge spoilers yeah I think I love new book releases yeah or like beware of fan art because that's how I learned about Tamlin and Reese because I looked at, uh, there was no fan art of Tamlin and I was like well that's weird hmm, this is weird yeah, yeah got F, like from blood and ash ruined because she's like i just wanted to know what hawk looked like yes, yes. i'm like damn you Torianne, why did you look she's yes. like i didn't know i'm like you never look up fan art ever 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 yeah i think that's why i like the cruel prince so much because i read that before bookstagram mm-hmm. and so i didn't see Cardin coming mm-hmm. and so it was a true surprise and i just can't get over the series I know I love it so much and people I saw a TikTok where someone said if you say that the Cruel Prince is your favorite series you're lying it's my favorite and I'm not I know, that's what I said I was like no it really is and they're like no you're lying it's not nobody loves this series I was like people hate it so much I put up like an unpopular theory or an unpopular opinions and like half of them were like the Cruel Prince is toxic and I'm like I, I don't know so it's gonna make- I, I have said it so I can't join this discussion <laughs> I haven't read it, so oh, I can't get on it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to feel. <laughs> well, and I teach first responders how to react to a radiological incident, which sounds so intense. But like, really, I just coordinate these. I like hire subject matter experts from the national labs to come and teach these courses. I see. Okay. So I'm like an, I'm like an organizer essentially, but the nuclear security aspect of it sounds much more intense than it really is. It really does. I was like, (laughs) can I somehow add this into some kind of zombie apocalypse plan that we have or what? You know that Sandia National Lab has an actual published like what to do in case of a zombie apocalypse plan i sure did i know more about the zombie apocalypse than i'd like to admit actually (laughs) my my husband is a bit of a he he and i are a bit of preppers we watched what is a prepper (laughs) not a prepper i shouldn't say that but uh let's just say we have a plan that's amazing my whole family has a we have a we have a family plan that's hysterical yeah and i'd like to point out that i don't have a great job and i'm called the beth of do you watch walking dead no anyone who does everyone (laughs) says that he's daryl and i'm beth and they'll understand (laughs) you sound upset about the fact that you're a tiny bit worthless and i've been called the beth of the family (laughs) (laughs) sorry anyway (laughs) How do you not love a best friend that's prepped for the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> you can't. There's a rule. Just the universe is telling you these are the people to be friends with, if only to keep you alive during a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> no, but really. Danielle is one of my best friends, as you can tell by how often she comes on the show. And honestly, the show wouldn't have been anything without her support. And I'm eternally grateful for it. 
this has been a bookshelf binge. I hope you enjoyed this shorter episode, this little peek behind the curtain of my editing process, my favorite clips, my favorite deleted scenes. Again, if you want more bonus content like this, be sure to let me know. I don't know what you guys want to hear unless you tell me, so feel free to slide into my DMs or comment on my posts, and I'll see what I can make happen. I'm your host, Jessica. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Binge. Be sure to check the Etsy store for new merch. I'm posting new stuff on there all the time. Be sure to join the Patreon if you want to see some fun bonus content or see these episodes ad-free. And I hope you truly are having a wonderful December that you are taking this week to become rejuvenated, that you are relaxing, that you are logging off of work, that you are reading the books that you want to read, that you are logging off of social media if you need it, if you are logging on to social media if you want to, and you're just taking this time to be you. I hope you had a fantastic holiday season, and I'll talk to you next week.